Three, two, one, and we're live, dude. Number one cast in the world. Let's get it popping. Hello, good, good evening, Doug. Good evening, dude. Now, listen, I want to start this off first and foremost with uh, some beef squashing, because you said that you were going to come into this. You said you were going to come into this cast hot. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming with in accusations. Hot. You know, let's actually just take a second to applaud ourselves on our setup right now. One episode, oh. we told y'all we were coming for the crown. Yeah. One episode later, we've got mics. We've got massive improvements. Massive improvements. Massive improvements. I changed my shirt. <laughs> I got a boom arm. We're ready to go, dude. We're firing hot. I've got a different tank top for you. Garrett still didn't get dressed for the podcast. <laughs> and that is a trend that's going to continue, unfortunately. Yeah, I still do have this slightly smaller than usual cup of water. Mm hmm. And I got my manly Yeti over here, ready to go. <laughs> if you remember, I was, uh, I was like fiending for a Yeti, not a Yeti, a high noon, like sponsorship. Mm. I to, you know, I had, to, I had to can them. They weren't giving me the right numbers. Yeah, high noon did reach out to us, asking us to please stop using their products in, <laughs> in our podcast with, with two subscribers and 15 views. <laughs> I think we have 20 views <laughs> Let's yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those viewers was high noon, which is really upsetting. Yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't like the way they were being talked about. God damn, dude. I, you should have seen me leading up to this. I just played Freebird coming into this cast just to get warmed up. What's Freebird? Oh, my God. Dude, Leonard Skinner, Freebird? Oh, yeah. I know a lot about Leonard Skinner and Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, dude. You un-American. Here, I can't, I can't believe you just said that. Yo, All right. Doug wanted this pod to be called The Great American Odyssey. Damn right. Hey, what in the hell? Damn right, dude. <laughs> that, that's true. You know, um, you know Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet that's, Home Alabama. That's a Leonard Skinner. That's a, that's a Leonard Skinner song. There you go. Oh, okay. So you're not too far out the loop. Oh, my God, dude. I went for a walk too. It's a beautiful day today. Yeah, I left my house very briefly. Uh, just got on the bike, went to the store. I'm not trying to be outside today. Why today? Just like honestly, when you when like the work day ends and it's around like 6 p.m., there's so many people in the streets, and I just hate being outside sometimes when it's like a shit ton of people. You know, like. Is that like a virus? Is that a virus concern or it's just you don't want to have to deal with that many people? I feel like it does stem from the virus. It's like we're already not supposed to be outside that much, right? And then you see when you go outside, especially around where I live. Um, so like where I live in New York, there's like a ton of people outside at all times. But after 6 p.m., it's like so many more people because I think a lot of people are getting off work still, even though like a lot of people have gone back to work already. Mm. So yeah, you, you get outside, it's around six or seven, just to get like some dinner, right? And you see no one wearing masks. Um, the, the one homeless guy in the corners coughing up a lung. But that was, a, that, <laughs> that, that was a constant. The guy coughing up a lung on the corner was, that was there pre-corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now he possibly has corona and you're trying to stay away from him. Exactly. There's like an added element of fear now that you have to consider. Definitely. Oh, dude, it's weird. I don't really have like, cause I'm pretty much in suburbia where I am. So it's like, things are just pretty much the same every day. Like you see kids outside playing on the street. 
They're probably not too worried about masks either. No, not really. Like, I mean, well, I'm in Virginia. So, I mean, you can go out to the bars here. And and I went out probably a month ago and not a single person wearing a mask on the street. There maybe like were a couple bars that required you to wear one going in. But other than that, it was it was free real estate. <laughs> it was no one cared. Yeah. And no even one if cared. they uh, let you get in the bar with one, it's like you need a mask to get in, right? It's like a checkpoint. And then as soon as you get in, exactly. you take that mask off. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Dude, you should have seen me. Uh, I felt like a total adult the other day. I was leaving my um, my neighborhood, turning the corner like a, just to like go onto the main street. And this kid, he's about six years old, comes down the street with a scooter, like a Razor scooter, mm. middle of the street. He's going so fast that he almost he runs into my car. So I roll down my window and I tell him, just like, slow down. <laughs> no idea where his parents were. I was like, God damn, I'm turning into my dad. This is <laughs> definitely, definitely. Great. And you know, you were once that kid too. I was definitely once that kid running with my razor scooter. <laughs> right. Now you're the whole way home, you're thinking, oh man, did that guy, did that guy get a good look at me? God damn. I'm just, I'm hoping that kid went home just like terrified. Like, oh my, like this stranger yelled at me to slow down. Wait, terrified of you? Terrified of me? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, let's, I th- let's take a grander look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, should I have yelled at this? Like, I mean, I just should I have told this kid to slow down? And I thought, you know, in that exact moment, I don't know where his parents were, but they were not. They weren't there at that moment to like tell him that he shouldn't be going down the middle of the street when there's cars. Mm-hmm. So I figure he's got to hear it from someone, right? He, he does. I, I, are you so, that person? Am like, I? You know, like, was, he, <laughs> was he really causing that much? Of I, beca- I became that person. <laughs> you know, it's kind of early for you. What, like 23 and you're already doing Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not care in me right now. Oh, dude, I know. It just it hit me so fast because that that's the worst. I mean, as a driver, for one thing, it's probably the worst nightmare you could have is yeah. you know like yeah hitting like hitting a not just anyone but like a kid hitting a kid yo that is ooh, yeah. something that you don't hope ever happens similar with like if you if you have an ac unit and you don't want like you don't have a bracket on it you're always a little bit worried that you're gonna hit someone on the street before. yeah that it's gonna like drop down <laughs> and that's weird it's almost like a it's not a reaction like it comes off as angry and like i think when we were young when like our parents are like just uh, not just parent but like adults when adults would yell at us we think that they're angry but it's almost like uh it's out of fear on their part like like dry like adults are afraid of hitting like the kid that's skateboarding on the street yes they're yeah they're afraid of that and then that fear comes off as like uh anger but let's be real. A lot of parents just have pent up just anger and aggression from like whatever the fuck's going wrong at home. You know? mm. Any way they can get in work too. You add in work and home. There's like little periods throughout your day where you get pissed off for no reason. You're standing at the grocery store waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> and someone asks you like if you work there and you're like, what the fuck? Like that's what I need to say. <laughs> there's definitely a limit. There's definitely a point where it goes too far. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like, see, look, you're 23 already pulling shit like that. Imagine 45, you're coming out in your lawn, wearing a robe, and you've got 
uh, slides on, you're yelling at kids. You don't want to be that guy. I know, dude. It's my worst night. I well, I, th- I think there's so many good things about having kids uh, that I think would be great, but at the same time, it's like I think it would be constant living in constant fear or anxiety. Because I mean, and like it sounds morbid, but like that's what it would be like. You're, I mean, up until they're like eighteen. You know, and like going just off the to college. Money suck. <laughs> kids are a leech that don't. Oh, my kids are getting away. no money. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was telling. I thought this is this is like another interesting topic. I was thinking about bringing up. I was anticipating that if I have kids, hopefully when I have kids, that I don't think I'll pressure them to go to college. I don't mm. think I don't think I'll tell them that they have to do that. I like. I was hoping that maybe. I would just say, like, uh, I think that when you become an adult and when you move out of the house, it's very important that you have some sort of income that's reliable. Wait, can you give me uh, And, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just saying that I don't think that I'm going to necessarily, like, pressure my kids one way or the other to go to college. I just want to – one, they got to – I do think that, like kids got to move out pro like around like 18 something like after you finish high school like once you finish k through 12 Mm -hmm. but then i think as a parent all you have to do is stress the importance of having some sort of relatively stable stream of income where you can support yourself so you can you know be able to maybe pay for rent and put food on the table and I'd also be willing to like pay for education that isn't a four-year degree because like you've heard of so many things now, like those like 14 week or, you know, two month or three month boot camps that you can do mm-hmm. like for, for pro- yeah, like for programming, software. things like that. Um, like, I, don't you feel like by the time that we have kids, I, I feel like the college landscape is going to be different. I, I completely agree with you and it's already changed a little bit. So in the way that you're already saying that you wouldn't pressure them to go to school, but understanding the importance of money and figuring out how you're going to be able to support yourself. Because in the end of things, you know, we would love to see the continuation with like higher education, going to college, that looks great. But not everyone is built to go to college. Not all career paths are designed to go to college. I know. Yes, yes. That's so true. Because I think that um, college has now become the way that it's sold and packaged is that like you can learn whatever you want to learn about and come here for four years, pay for your degree. And like, it's simple as that, but I don't think that that's what it should be. I think it, you should go into college with the anticipation that you're going to find a job somewhere at the end of it, because it is like, it's a serious expense, whether that's for, like I was lucky enough that my parents like were able to cover that, but so many people I know took out student loans. And if you're taking out hefty student loans, like you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage. And that's, I, and it's annoying because I think that that's something that a lot of kids that take out student loans aren't told. They're not told that like you're getting into like a pretty big financial setback right now that could affect you down the line. Yes. And, and that's not like their fault 
it's definitely due to the fact like the these universities are crazy overpriced and like they're only getting more expensive it's great and you have like did you hear that recently like a lot of kids when these some schools said they're doing fully online a lot of kids are just saying like like fuck it i'm not going right they're taking the year off doing something yeah doing a gap and going back to what you said you made the point about how school um taking out student loans student loans and not being able to pay for school is a huge huge struggle right now with college you know you you're you're getting these kids they have these loans that are attached to their name when they're 18 right and they're not able to pay off those giant loans and especially with so many other things that could happen while you're on your path like in school your academic career right you could have family issues that happen you could have um, mm. something emotionally that sets you back uh you're not able to handle the coursework you're not interested in that major anymore which how many times you switch your major and you could just you lose the coursework that you did uh up to it you know that's a semester of work potentially that you're gonna lose because you want to switch and explore a new career path that's not the way it should be exactly it's not the way it should be because like you can learn anything on your own time which is i mean college offers so many resources like there's a lot of great professors and there's a lot of great things that are maybe unique to a college campus but i mean there's so many cool things that i feel like i'm learning now that you know i didn't want to learn in college i i like i didn't have like uh like philosophy is something that interests me a lot um but you know i i don't regret you know not majoring in philosophy uh, because there's i, I like can spend my entire life learning about that through whatever way that I want, you know? And same with like, what are you going to yeah. do with your philosophy, philosophy degree, you know, like, do you want to work in philosophy? Like, do you want to be a professor at a university? Like you may be interested in it, but that doesn't mean it wants to be like, you want it to be your main focus in life. Exactly. And if you want to teach or if you want to, you know, work like in the school system, I do think that it, that path could make sense. Um, or if you want to like, you know, get your doctorate. But I think, I think in a way it's almost, it's a scam that college advertises itself as a place like where you can go and just, Oh, like learn whatever you want. Like, you know, do whatever you want to do. And then you finish your senior year and then they just leave you with a check for, <laughs> for like a hundred grand. And visit a <laughs> career services office too. <laughs> they, yeah they leave you with a bill for just like thousands of dollars with like an interest rate going up every year and it's like god damn dude did you see most important topic did you see cardi b uh interviewed biden no oh my god great great video <laughs> just imagine that literally like it, it, she, she was dressed up in like a full suit but uh her nails were about like six inches long <laughs> she was just like t like <laughs> god it was so funny um and then biden was basically like incoherent the whole time i i feel for him dude i really do feel for him i think he's on his last legs biden have you noticed he doesn't when he speaks sometimes it all just comes out and it's like nothing was really said oh my like god he'll, talk, he'll dance around questions when he's asked like I watched the Charlemagne interview he had with uh like a few months ago the one where he he said Breakfast, not, the breakfast club you ain't black yeah yeah you ain't black if you don't vote for Joe and uh you know the watching that I was just like I I really don't want to vote for this man I don't feel like he is better 
I feel like he's be- no, no. I feel like he's better than Trump, hundred percent. But I don't feel like he's better for our nation than if we had someone else entirely. Mm. It's very like the way that he speaks is just concerning to me because I, I feel like I can notice a pretty stark difference between how he's talking now and like the energy that he carried four years ago, like under the Obama administration. And the fact that I, I think the difference is so noticeable identifies that, you know, four years from now, it's likely that he could decline further, which I think is concerning. But I do agree that I think that the system and like the group of people that he could bring in, like would likely be better than what we're getting now. With Trump, dude, oh, the advertisements are crazy. <laughs> the ads, the ads are way too much. I mean, the, the ads that Trump are running are, I mean, I, anyone that's on YouTube right now, oh, I'm, yeah. conv- I'm convinced no matter what interests you follow or what videos you watch, you're probably getting a Trump ad right you're now. You're getting a Trump ad. You are getting a Trump ad. A Snapchat too. He's infiltrated. He's on Snapchat? Uh, he's on Snapchat, Oh man. my God. You, you like see the black, the white text come up with the black background joe biden does not support this and you're like what these joe kids can't biden. even vote most people with snapchat are probably <laughs> under 18 like i get on there to chat with my friends but the people watching the stories and shit they're under i mean 18. there's something about it that i kind of admire i mean he's taking just a wildly aggressive his team is taking a very aggressive approach they're going just boss the wall on this they're throwing everything they got i mean they're making like a hollywood trailer (laughs) it's it it is entertaining we can't stay away from it it's so entertaining it's so entertaining i mean i i'd be willing to say that like in all honesty he's the most entertaining president that we've ever had and i'm i'm tired of people i'm tired of people saying otherwise oh man yeah because entertainment good or bad that's yes. if, you, if you if your eyes are glued to whatever you're watching, that's entertainment. And, simple. And, and and I know this is like a trope that's been pointed out again and again, but I, I do think that to some degree he's funnier than a lot of the people that make fun of him. Lot- yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's it's more like we laugh we laugh at the ridiculous, crazy shit he says, you know? Yes, yes. It's like we're not he probably thinks we're laughing with him, like, oh, this is funny, but like when you say like build that wall or let's continue to rally without masks and shit, you just sound so crazy. Like, yeah, I've lost it's, it over yeah, I, I, I exactly. I'd rather laugh just at him rather than laugh at, you know, other people saying he's stupid. Like, mm. like, listen, no idiot. I can tell that he's stupid. <laughs> I can hear him too. Like, I don't need like Trevor Noah going on the daily show like playing clips of trump being like wow look isn't he so dumb yes idiot i know i i heard the same video that you did i know he's an idiot oh my goodness (laughs) but he's funny (laughs) he is he's a funny fucking idiot (laughs) now should he be running our country like (laughs) no not i know dude like that's do you think that it really is a position that could be held like by any one person it does seem it does seem like just a crazy amount of power to just give. You no, know, if it were up to me, we would uproot the oh, entire yikes. the government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we need to like electoral electoral college needs to go. That's so get antiquated. rid of it. Let's get the fuck rid of it. Boom, <laughs> throw it out. 
<laughs> um, United uh, States of Garrett. <laughs> All right, yo, these are my United States Senate. Goodbye. What? Do What's wrong? Senate? Why don't? Why do we need a Senate for? It's well, Twitter. it's it's. We need, we need designated Twitter handles that people that represents groups of people. I I was with you at get rid of the electoral college, and then you just said get rid of the Senate, which is half of Congress. <laughs> you just got rid of like a critical part of checks and balances. So listen, all right, man. All right, let's get rid of let's get rid of the Supreme Court too. Motherfuckers don't do shit. This is I perfect. should be the supreme judge. This is, a, this is a perfect example of why these kinds of calls are hard. Like why change is hard to make in general. It's because someone will come along with like one good idea and then they'll follow it up with all the shit that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll start by saying like, yeah, like let's get rid of the electoral college. And everyone's like, yeah. And then it's like, also no, no supreme court. Just one guy making all the calls. <laughs> also, let's yeah. bring back the guillotine instead of the fo- instead of uh, oh, lethal injection. <laughs> that doesn't, you know, put them public display. Public, those always. Oh my held, god! They always held the people. Oh my check, god! You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can I cannot be saying things like that this close to the nation's capital. Yeah, no, they're watching you it's over dis- in Arlington. It's, dude, it's it's dishonest. I can't <laughs> I can't say. You think you're all safe up in New York. You're just like the head of pop culture. Everyone can say whatever they want. No, this is I, I live in a law and order state, all right? <laughs> I went on Google Maps and I couldn't even I, I'm pretty sure they block people from seeing uh your your buildings around DC in 3D. You can't go on Google Maps and Oh, like at, in DC? Yeah, you can't do it. I tried to like do like a flyover of dc you can't do no. the buildings are flat. i don't i don't believe <laughs> like i'm telling you right now anybody look you pull up google maps right now or google earth pull up google earth and go over dc arlington area you're not going to be able to see the buildings in 3d and you're going to be upset this is actually this is a conspiracy i might be here for dc is flat <laughs> <laughs> There are no buildings in DC. DC is 2D. Damn near is. What, your tallest oh building is the Washington Monument. I know. DC is very weird. I, it's kind of nice because it's not claustrophobic like New York. Because New York is like, everywhere you go. It's <laughs> like things are threatening to like drop on your head. But yeah. <laughs> DC is, dude. You know, every time I drive by the Pentagon, I drop to like 40 miles per hour. The speed limit's fifty, but I'm too nervous. I'm, I'm ner- I feel like they got sights on me. Oh my! You know when you're driving through DC, you know you're driving through DC when there's like ten cameras at every stoplight looking at you, holding you there for a minute and a half. Like, what is going on here? They got sights on. They got <laughs> sights on you at all times. There's oh, and there's tons, tons of police everywhere, everywhere. It's crazy. And that's do one thing that I noticed too is um, I I feel like more often when I've been driving around, I see more and more police in the wealthier neighborhoods. Do you like? Have you ever noticed that before? Yeah, and it makes zero sense. Especially like because because me and you grew up in suburban Maryland, mm-hmm. in like a pretty like wealthy air like wealthy area like Montgomery County, Maryland, and that area you say, uh, affluent now. Yes, affluent. 
it, every time I've gone to Montgomery County, because I don't live there now, I see so many cops. It's cr- and I just I'm, I wonder like why are there so many resources focused here? Because there can't be that much crime. No, there's not. The only crime that's going on are kids popping too many Adderalls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many razor scooters going down the middle of the street, right, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Suburban cops are literally the worst. Dude, literally, uh, we like they, they're getting kids for like playing basketball too loud at like right. midnight, which like was what literally happened to us a few times. But that, like and then running you, around being being out past eight p.m. and like crazy, and then you go to a neighborhood where it's like, I mean, then you like drive through Baltimore or something like that, and then you notice like just complete like desert zone, like you don't see. And like, nope, like you don't notice a police presence hardly as much. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, something, something has to shift with these resources because this is crazy. Like we, do, we don't need like eight feds outside Chipotle. Right. <laughs> Are, they're all on their lunch break because no one is doing a damn thing. You go into the Chipotle, you see like four cops sitting around a table on like their fifth bowl. Everyone has had <laughs> seconds, you know? Oh man, one of my favorite things to do when we are back in Moco is to just like, st- you know, stare down cops because they just think they're such badasses, man. Like- oh my god, uh, it's it's so fun because like they always think that they're um that I, maybe that you're about to do something because we were in a bodega last time we were in New York and uh, I know that these guys were mad at us just because we got in, we got in there because oh, <laughs> we had them cooking our. <laughs> What do we have? Like broccoli and chicken? Yeah, we had like a couple platters going. Like when oh it's the one that I go to every day. And so I get like potatoes and chicken and I got dug the same thing. Mm, I said, I'll have what he's having. I'm not gonna willing to venture into some new order. But I think that also, I, I've noticed this like with myself. I think occasionally I just give off a vibe. Uh, like I could be suspicious because I, I act a... <laughs> I act very confused wherever I go. I'm a very like confused person. So like, especially when I'm in a new place, I'll be like looking around at things, like touching things, picking up things, putting them down. And then I just turn around and like make eye, cause it was two cops. And I just look, stare him dead in the eye. He's been looking at me the whole time. Hands on, <laughs> <laughs> hands on his waist, just like dead into my soul. Oh, when their hands are on the waist, they're like, they're gonna pull that guy on you right then. And I was just like, why? Why is this happening? And then that's right before he asked for like every single sauce in the book. Like, yeah, let me get red sauce, white sauce, teriyaki sauce. Barbecue. <laughs> that was so gross. You just looked at me. I was looking up. I was there with Doug, right? And him and the cop made eye contact like two, three times. Weird. Oh, my God. It's almost like you two wanted to exchange numbers or something. <laughs> then this guy asked for four sauces on top of his fucking bacon, egg, and cheese. Because you know he's going to be fighting heart disease in a couple years, <laughs> and that's that's what he had. Dude, cut back on the white sauce. Cut oh, back on. I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you don't need. You don't need the white sauce. You do not. You do not need it. Get get some broccoli on your bowl, and just cut out the white sauce. For white goodness sauce. sake. Even you know what? And I'm looking at you, your barbecue sauce fiends. I'm looking at y'all too. Mm, that cut is that shit out. That's just sugar. That's just sugar at that point. 
God damn. That takes me back, D. That takes me back to the uh, getting the 20 piece from McDonald's and dipping it in the sweet and sour, sweet oh, and sour sauce. I was never a big fan of McDonald's after, you know, like you watch the Super Size Me clip and you see like, apparently they made it look like the nuggets were like the breast fat of the chickens. And they're like, mm. it's just this, the, the droopy breast fat and they cut it off and make a nugget. Yeah, like you put the entire chicken into a blender. Is that real? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's what they showed in Supersize Me. It was just the entire chicken going into the <laughs> and I and then after I saw that, I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, it's twenty pieces of meat for five dollars. Oh. What do you think you're getting? <laughs> heart disease you know whoever need to hear the line about white sauce you also need to watch supersize me and maybe that'll just change your your eating habits dude if you haven't seen supersize me by now there's no changing your mind <laughs> that thing got so oh, or big. you've seen it and you're just you're all in. <laughs> you're on the mcdonald's way forever if you haven't changed your mind yet oh dude that i'm fixed have you had dinner yet would you fix no, I up? actually um I actually had McDonald's, so I had a sausage egg McGriddle. You're ki- um, you're at you're kidding me, right? No, I'm not kidding. I had McDonald's. You want to see the wrapper for it? You want to make me feel even worse? Yeah, after I just shout on everybody who eats poorly, I do it too. All right. I can't believe we were even willing to entertain a dialogue about food, and that you ate a McGriddle today. McGriddle, oatmeal, two sausage burritos, a hot cakes platter. That's it. It's a sandwich made with pancakes. It's so good. It's so good. They inject. I like how they inject maple syrup into the uh, into the yeah. buns. I'm always curious how they do that. They. Why do I feel worse about? Even though it doesn't sound like we're shitting on it, just the way you're talking about it, it sounds like you're shitting on my dinner. <laughs> Dude, I I'm got. I'm gonna do some chef after this. I'm gonna make a, a tonkatsu. Never you done it add before. Any seasoning to it. Never. Yeah. Dude, you listen. I uh, yeah, I may be half English, half Scottish, but listen, my cooking—it's international, oh. and it break my cooking breaks borders. Okay. When I've had your cooking, any, yeah, someone who's cuisine. had your cooking, um, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, you're talking unrivaled amounts of shit right now for someone who absolutely has nothing to back it up. All right, let's keep moving. Let's. Uh... <laughs> All right, we're end, we're ending that topic. I know how to cook. Garrett can, and he ate two McGriddles this morning. I'm ending the topic. Continue. You're just, you know, we need to get a leash for you. I want to touch points on it, and you had a couple things, but the whole coronavirus and going back to school. Mm, yeah, we kind it's of a big topic right now in New York. Yeah, we brushed over that like kind of in parts of the beginning, but yeah, that's that is a good point that I want to talk about. How has it been surfacing in New York? The biggest thing right now is um, they're trying to figure out if kids are going to go back to school in person or not this fall, right? And so okay. I, I currently go to a, a CUNY, City University of New York school, and we're following whatever K through 12 does. So it's really like the whole city is dependent upon what they decide to do for the elementary through high school students. And right now it looks like just because of everything else that's happening across the country, like you see in North Carolina, uh, UNC, it took them like one week and they're already back off campus. They're doing online learning. Schools in Georgia opened up 
and no one was wearing masks in the hall. It went viral. And like, I think they had 300 kids quarantined or something crazy. And so you hear about that here. And I think it's going to be online, online this, uh, this fall. And that's going to be for all K through 12 in the city of New York. In the city of New York, yeah, all K mm. through twelve, and that means all university students too. So that'd be CUNY students, um, and then they might do state, state of New York schools as well. I'm not sure though, but it, it just trickles. You know, it's not even even if you're not in school at all and you're just working at this point, this still affects you. You know, right? And and not it doesn't just affect kids; it really affects parents too, because this there's probably no more difficult time to have kids young kids in the school system than now because you know if you're working a full-time job it's how can you be responsible to also guide your kids through online learning yeah it, that's really tough you know you, you you see like the little viral clips going around where i saw this one tiktok excuse me this uh this dad like this girl like got two amazon echoes right hid one of them that wasn't like it was muted or something the other one she put right in front of her dad's computer for work and she like starts playing some really loud annoying ass like pop song it was WAP it was the new Cardi B song right the the <laughs> only song the only song that matters yep the only one got some holes in the stop stop <laughs> wait keep going keep going okay okay and so uh it starts going off right he's in the middle of a zoom meeting you see like 10 heads on the zoom call right and he's just like, Megan, I told you, if you would do this again, this is why, this is why I have myself muted. Oh my God. And he's going in and he's like trying to turn it off. Then he like can't turn it off because it's not even the one that's playing. So he's just doing a ton of extra shit. But kids are going to be annoying the fuck out of their parents this yeah. entire next year. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be, it's going to be rough. And like, I do think that there could be a, gap that's getting created now between you know or the gap will be increased between like wealthier families and families that are less well off because I do think there's going to be a significant portion of kids that won't have the same access and like to technology that other kids have mm. and they might not even have like the ability to like participate per se in all the opportunities that are available. And I mean, that if this goes on for say one entire school year, that's a pretty substantial gap. And not to mention that there's a lot of kids that rely on school as a means for providing like subsidized breakfast and lunch every day. And that's crazy. I think you're very right. There will be another, another gap, just like how, um, you know, you think of like universities, there's a gap with, or when you go to a more resource school, apparently you can be getting, you're going to be, you're going to have a better experience and you're going to learn, learn right. more and it'll all be better. I think the same will be happening in school. It's already been happening in separate districts, you know, different resources, but now it's just like the playing field is completely unlevel. You know, you've got kids who have laptops at home, who have high speed internet connections versus other kids in the, in the same school who don't have a phone who don't have an internet or don't have an internet connection at home, don't have a laptop to use and already are probably facing other struggles at home too. I think it's going to be a really down year for like learning at, for academic purposes and actually learning. Yeah. Kids may do the same, might do the same in school because cheating online. Is right. Crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's, to, it, I think it's also going to highlight that teachers, especially teachers in the K through 12 system, they're not just educators, you know, they play multiple roles. And I think that we experience that too. I mean, we've obviously had good teachers, bad teachers, and like great teachers, but you know, they play like some sort of leadership role in kids' lives, some more so than others. And I think that to some degree is kind of thrown out the window by online learning. And at the same time, I don't envy any of the people that have to make these choices because who wants to be the person that says, you know, schools can go back and then, you know, there's an outbreak or someone gives it to their grandparents, something like that, or a teacher gets sick, you know, a teacher dies. Like no one wants to be in that position either. So it's like, it's a very difficult call to make. And I think that there's going to be negative repercussions regardless. Like there's, there's bad on both sides. On both sides, on both sides, you know, and I think, like you said, there'll be teachers that, that shine because of this opportunity, you know, some are doing pretty well in this online uh, environment. I've spoken with a couple of young teachers around 25 um, and they have, they received training for like doing online school and like they can do a classroom all day and make sure that it's good. But there's older teachers who aren't, aren't very good with using Mm. Zoom or leading a class online, you know, and it's, it's a completely different type of instruction style. And yeah, that's still a great point. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I have to show my dad like how to use Zoom every time, like we're on a call. It's like reteaching it for the first time. But it's yeah, and I'm I'm just thankful that I don't have you know a seven year old and an eight year old to like guide through school. <laughs> God, that was the weirdest thing. We we went to we like pulled the, all the kids out of school when coronavirus was at like its lowest point, right? Everyone back in March, them out. Yeah, get them out, get them out, get them on get them out of there. Get them learning, <laughs> get them out of there, give them an iPad. And now we're try we're so hurried to get everyone back to school. What the hell is that about? Like we were so quick to take everyone out when it was at its lowest, and now coronavirus is like 170,000 people have died in the country, right? Mm. And we're trying to push kids back into being in school. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It makes zero sense. It's weird. I think it's hard because, and there's so little science that's like that concrete on this, but people, uh, it, obviously it seems like the kids themselves aren't being that n- negatively impacted per se by the virus, but there's still a possibility that they can transmit it to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think how much of a factor that is, is still being discussed. Um, but at the same time, if not, if they don't go back now, then when? And that, that extends beyond just like uh, school per se, but everything like returning to the workplace, um, you know. Yeah. Ha- How like about you with concerts? work? Working from home? So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm at like a typical nine to five and things have been pretty much uh, until further notice, work from home. And I think it'll stay that way for the foreseeable future. Mm. And I think that makes sense. You know, anything that I can accomplish for the most part in office, I can accomplish from home, but 
I, I think that, yeah, for some things, we're just admitting that this is going to be the, for the future. Because some companies have done that already, like Google, um, Twitter, their employees are basically being told, if you don't have to come back, don't. Like, because it's not necessary. But I don't know if school really should be, I don't know if we're ready for school to be one of those things, you know? Especially with like the experiences that kids learn in school. Yeah, the social, like the social aspect. The social aspect, that's mm-hmm. great. I mean, uh, I mean, workplaces can be antisocial enough as it is, but like school, there's so much that you learn in school about like yourself and other people and like how to interact. Like, you know, you bully people, you get bullied, you have like the worst days ever. And that element like could be gone. And it's a weird, almost like a, this kind of generation of young gen z kids that are going through this right now it's almost like some sort of guinea pig experiment that we don't know how it's going to turn out i feel so bad for them they're like do we need to wear masks is this like a part of our lives now because it'll be a thing for i think at least a couple years couple a couple years i know Uh, i need to get better matt i need to get better i have some lame masks right now dude i need to get i need to level up i need to get some bandanas (laughs) Have you seen the bandanas? The bandana mask? I think masks are going to be... You know how, like, in before in China, before in Asia, masks were already, like, a big deal. I mean, like, people used to wear, like, cool masks and... It's the air quality. Like the, 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 air, the air quality. Oh. It's, it's terrible. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't... I, the, uh, I mean, I'm pretty confident on this, but the mass in major cities in China, I believe, is due to air quality. Because I think they have of like the top 10 cities with that are most polluted, I think that almost all of them are in China. So it's t- crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, very, I, I forgot what it's like, but I think that spending like a week in Beijing could be the equivalent of like smoking a pack of cigarettes in terms of what it can do to your lungs. Yeah. God, dude, yeah. Crazy. It's just insane. There's some places in the U S that are bad too in Salt Lake city the pollution is really bad too, mm. which is, it's something it's you weird. You wouldn't think about yeah. that in Salt Lake city. It's like, to do. I know. I only know this cause my, um, like my sister is there, but the, uh, there's Salt Lake city is surrounded by mountains. So in the winter, something happens with the airflow where pollution like rise rises over the mountains and then sinks into the city. And then it can, it, um, it can't get out because of the so it's an effect called inversion so if anyone wants to learn about weather patterns yeah check out doug's youtube channel for weather patterns in utah (laughs) yeah check out my separate channel dedicated to utah weather (laughs) (laughs) god damn it dude i felt like we just gave a science uh, lesson yeah now let's talk about the air quality in chernobyl dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you don't know anything about Chernobyl. <laughs> Probably watched the limited series on Hulu. Shit. Did you actually? Did you watch the? I know as you, much as most Americans. <laughs> did you watch the HBO series? I did. Oh, that was on HBO. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard it was very sad. I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was good. You should though. watch it. It's really good. It moves kind of slow. Um, 
And the I heard it was, isn't like you would think it is. I heard it was like dark because like a lot of people do get like crazy messed up oh, from that. Very dark. And it follows like the first response, the people who actually go to the explosion, like the nuclear reaction. Mm. It follows some of those soldiers and some of the firemen there. And it's insane what happened. Ah, dude, nuclear reaction. You're making me think of this podcast right now. You're getting me excited. <laughs> excited <laughs> this, this, that's, that's the only nuclear thing I know. This pod, dude. Yeah, this cast yeah, this is a nuclear hot, reaction. Baby. This is a hot cast right now. This, is, this cast is a nuclear reaction. About I think it's less hot every time you talk about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, if, if anyone's ever seen Doug play basketball, I also feel... I feel the same. Like I feel bad for both of us because we both have seen some truly awful things going on in that court. Oh my man, the man breaks his own ankles dribbling down the court. Wait, did so? Are you comparing the HBO original series Chernobyl to watching me playing basketball? Are you saying they're both like equal? <laughs> they're both equal tragedies. They they are pretty equal. Oh God, mm. it might be worse watching you play basketball. Yeah, as, about as many people died, too, with all my crossovers. <laughs> cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. All right, everybody. Sorry, we have to take a quick break there. Garrett just got his uh, seamless delivered. He got four Whoppers, which is crazy. I didn't even know there's there's a Burger King near you. Oh, uh, there That's is a Burger sp- King near me. You know yeah. what? Now that you're just talking shit, I do have to show the people. What do you got? What do you got rocking? This is an air fried sub. Oh my god, dude! You have an air fryer? We have an air fryer. Yeah, so that, you're talking all that shit, but this looks fire. And this one's a uh, regular chicken. It's like the same sandwich, but this one's air fried. And this one's. You don't put the entire sandwich in the air fryer, right? That's what we do. Oh my god! I'd say I'm not. I'm not like I'm not gonna hate because I actually want an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. I'm on the instant pot wave. Instant Pot is nice for uh, for soups and like ramen dishes. It's good for uh, meat. To it, uh, anything that would normally take a long time to slow cook because it's a pressure cooker, it goes really fast. Mm. It's uh, so if you're got, on crockpot wave, Dutch oven. Uh, it can do, but it can do both. It can do both. And listen, if you're listening to this and you don't have an Instant Pot, do yourself a fl- like just do yourself a service. Yeah, the man that doesn't know how to cook is telling you to get an Instant Pot. So. It'll teach you how to cook. Let me tell you. <laughs> put, put it in anything. But <laughs> it's coming from the man who lets his roommate just air fryer sandwiches and throw them through his door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. We gotta we gotta break this off for dinner too, because I'm actually about to cook my tonkatsu. Oh, and that's yeah. the truth. All right, listen. If you liked hearing this, we promise that this is gonna get better. <laughs> listen it gets you all better uh oh, listen yeah no uh are you gonna let me plug my shit down all right plug your shit plug your shit <laughs> all right y'all have a good evening um it was great talking with you doug we'll have another episode for y'all next week please subscribe like the video <laughs> subscribe. follow me on spotify too i've got a couple uh playlists yeah, subscribe and we'll stop uploading. We promise, okay? But <laughs> oh yeah, you you should be able to find this on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you can't, it's my fault. But they should be on their way. All right, and they should also be coming out every Monday. So subscribe, hit the notification bell, 
and We're on YouTube too. So look up over the weekend on YouTube. And yes, sir. There. Yes, sir. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace.